Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? Uh, this is your boy Dave, and welcome to another episode of the Third Intermission Podcast. Your boy is finally back in the cut after a good month of just cussing out people on Twitter, left, right, and center. And by me, I mean my boy Sebastian right now. Shout out to my boy Sab. Um, of course, uh, fighting the good fight right now. Uh, keeping the garlic ghost at bay, man. All, all, all you just need is some uh, Colgate Total and some mouthwash. And some Listerine, and you know, man, you know we're we're blessed for life. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Um. Before I go any further, here, before I go any further, I'd be completely out of pocket here. Uh. Just to let you know, uh, we are on social media. Uh, we are on Twitter. You can follow us at Tor Toronto Third. You can also send us DMs or like send us pictures on Instagram at Toronto Third as well. And you can listen to us on soundcloud the og the og platform you can also listen to us on google podcast apple podcast and of course everybody's favorite platform spotify um i got two rookies in the building and i got my boy avery here so uh, of course uh we were to initially have an episode with avery a few months uh, or not even a few months a few weeks ago and unfortunately due to some technical issues with riverside uh the river the river pretty much dried out and so now we're here uh so um please welcome our two new rookies onto the roster here uh first things first hailing from the borough we know as scarbs uh mr troy bowen uh troy say what's good to the people what's good i'm actually not from scarberia <laughs> i live in Toronto. i messed up i messed up <laughs> sorry where where are you going apart Neil? No, the Dana Wilson. West oh, damn. Okay, okay, okay. Out in the ends. Out in the ends. Okay. Mans are out in the ends. All right. Um, if if um sticks were hearing me right now, like yo, he'd probably kill me. But <laughs> <laughs> Avery knows it's true because, like, yo, if anybody ever misrepresents Scarborough, man, like, yo, it's an outside take. Like, damn. I mean, I've lived in Scarborough. I've lived there yeah. a couple times, but no, not not from Scarborough, but Toronto-born. I uh, grew up in Brampton, came back to Toronto. Now I'm here doing my thing. Oh, you're a Brampton man. You're a former Brampton man, too. <laughs> yes, I, I spent my, my high school years in Brampton, my formative years in Brampton, and then once that was done, came back to Toronto. Mm -hmm. You made a very smart play on that one. Yes, yes, I did. Um, of course, um, I used to be a Brampton man myself and then I kind of rised up and moved back to Toronto. So it is what it is. So I can't really talk too, too, too much trash, but like, um, <laughs> shout out Kennedy and Biden, shout out Kennedy and Biden. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> um, joining our team is our first female of the group. And, uh, we were more than excited to have her, uh, on, on our roster. And finally I can stop, I can actually stop being an asshole. On, on the air and stop trashing women, even though I'd never do that. But still, like I, I at least we have a great female presence on the air. Um, say hello to uh, the one and only Miss Marsha Joseph. What What's do, going? What do, what do, what do. Happy to be here. I'm so excited because we got shit coming for y'all. <laughs> we coming for y'all. We ready? <laughs> uh, Marsha, where are you from? Born and raised Toronto. Um, I, the hospital I was born at is in Scarborough. I love to tell people that it's across the street from an Ikea. It's great. Um, Jeez. Yeah, lived here all my life. 
I love it. I hate it sometimes. Traffic is a killer. Eglinton still isn't finished. You know the vibes. Yo, you know, you know shit is real when Union Station is actually completed much faster than Eglinton is. Eglinton. Union Station oh my been goodness. under construction. And they well decided to start another one on Finch. And they're like, yeah, we learned from our Eglinton mistakes and it's actually going to be done in time. Like, no. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. Like, yo, I will say this right now. Toronto Transit is ultimate trash compared to most transit projects in the city or or on the planet. For example, Japan makes Toronto look like an F-level stripper at a Brampton (laughs) at a Brampton That is exactly how that is exactly how it is. And I am from Toronto. No word of a lie. Like, yo. Japan is like yo, your premium Vegas stripper, and then fucking Toronto, tra- Toronto public transit. Toronto, okay, sorry, let me let me phrase that. Toronto public transit is like basically your C plus, your basically your C plus stripper, something you find in like say uh, Zanzibar downtown mm-hmm. at Young Street. Yeah, if you go yeah, further, yeah. if you go further <laughs> out, true. <laughs> if you go further out in the GTA, like Brampton Transit. Is basically like like cannonball, okay? Cannonball was trash. <laughs> cannonball is like your cannonball is like your F level. It's like it is the nuttiest thing you will ever find. Like yo, no, like no, 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 no. The worst strip club in Brampton before it closed was Shield and Sword on Queen Street, Queen and Kennedy. <laughs> the black clots. It's it's a days in now. No. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen if you could see my face right now i'm just cringing in horror and laughing at the same time because the fact that brampton had more than strip one strip club is just you know just disturbing in itself it's like uh, this has got to be my reaction jeff my (laughs) first year ever playing organized hockey in brampton my head coach worked at kitty cats like he walked in wearing the kitty cats jacket and everything he was the manager and all the Kids are like 12 years old, are like, Mommy, Daddy, <laughs> and the parents are like, Bro, you can't wear that jacket anymore. We're asking, we're having to answer questions we shouldn't be answering right now. Yeah, it's like, I got it. dad, what the uh, dad, what is kitty cats? Uh, what is kitty cats? It's like, uh, uh, it's a place that sells cats, and it's like, Really, I want to go buy a cat. It's like, That's not the type of cat that you're lo- you should be looking for. <laughs> That's where I bet your mother. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like I need therapy for this. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> okay. Um, other than that, um, Avery, we know you're on a you're on a busted system, but like yo, tell tell the people them what's good. Yo, what is good? It is the Don Dada Edmonton. It is the man of the hour, the man of the power. Too sweet to be sour. Back on the podcast. What's good, y'all? Yo, why do you sound like you're like yamming a glizzy one time, guy? What? <laughs> 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 wow. Horrible. Yo, what yo, what year is your Bluetooth headset from? Fucking 2003? It's okay, Vinyam with pride. Yo, how's that sounding now? Much better. (laughs) better. 
Yo, you sound like you're like in like 2018, but much better. That we move forward. <laughs> Yo, I gave, I gave y'all a superstar Billy Graham promo, and the, my Bluetooth said nah, fam. Yo, why are you trying to give us Hulk Hogan vibes? Hulk Hogan vibes right now, man. Yo, it's Iron <laughs> Sheik or nothing, guy. No, 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 your wrestling history, Dave. You watch your history. Hulk Hogan stole Billy Graham's chick. That is true. But then yeah. again, Billy Graham stole um uh, Buddy Rogers' stick. <laughs> yeah, they all they all be they all been teething. Well, I mean, to be fair, like yo, if anybody fucks with Kofi, like yo, somebody's catching somebody's catching a trouble in paradise, man. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it ain't gonna be paradise. Steal Kofi Kingston stuff. How you gonna steal Kofi Kingston thing? How? Yo, because how? let me let me tell you something, okay? And like, I understand this is a hockey podcast right now, and like, we're literally da- we're literally uh, bashing Brampton right now, which is the most Toronto thing in the world. Um, <laughs> but also at the same time, it's like. Yo, we need to like draw draw inspiration from other sports, but like I like we'll get back to hockey in a second, folks. Don't worry. But like, yo, all I have to say is this: like, yo, if mans are trying to uh, come out here and steal Kofi Kingston shit, then of course you know it's not a brother because why? Mm-hmm. Black wrestlers stick together, and I will tell you that from time. Like, true. yo, if if mans can see Big E with mm-hmm. the strap on the Breakfast Club. And other black yeah. wrestlers are like, yo, this is the person I fuck with. And someone, some, 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 some mayonnaise spray tanned looking motherfucker is going to come out here and say, true, two, two's like, yo, I need, I need a gimmick where it's like, I can be a nerd. It's like, nah, fuck your noise. Like, yo, mm-hmm. stick to your lane, stick to your mayonnaise or stick to your, stick to your miracle whip. And like, yo, we're good. Like, yo, if it ain't Ooh. helmets, olive oil, mayo, we ain't fucking with yeah, we you. We ain't right? fucking with it. Uh, oh, why can't these people be original? Right? It's so annoying. Because you're like, you, you see it and you're like, wait, this looks familiar. Like, like but wait. What are, we, what, are we, what are we doing here? Anyways, um, I understand the out of pocket. This is going out of hand here. But then again, that's just me on a regular basis. So, um, also, this is a little therapeutic for me. I've kind of been having a rough day right now. So it's like, you know what? Like, I'm kind of glad we're doing this again. Uh, we have been out of the loop for a month, but that does not mean we have not kept an eye on the hockey situation as it is right now. Of course, uh, what we're going to break down today is uh, the biggest elephant in the room. And by the biggest elephant in the room, I mean the biggest blood clot elephant in the room. That's about, say, as tall as the CN Tower and wider than, like, say, Lake Ontario right now. And it's the Blackhawks uh, sexual assault scandal. Of course, we're going to we're going to dive into that a little bit later. Uh, we're also going to dive into Brad Aldrich or basically the Grinch, as I like to call him. Um, he's been removed off the Stanley Cup. Uh, we're also going to talk about a major trade that happened today. Um, of course, Jack Eichel leaving the factory of sadness that is Buffalo and going off to finally gamble, I guess, I guess play with Lady Luck in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also going to talk about the Leaf Dem today. The Leaf Dem right now are still currently playing the um, the current Stanley Cup champion cheaters. I mean, the uh, current Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, but as always, we move forward. And uh, we got a whole bunch of other stuff we need to talk about. So uh, let's get into it. Um, of course, uh, we're going to take a little, qui- a little quick break here uh, before we go any further. Uh, just to... Um, I guess pay some bills and then we'll come right back and two twos like yo we'll break it down for you all right all right 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Third Intermission Podcast. You're listening to your boy Dave. And of course, uh, let's break everything down. Of course, uh, first things first, shout out to Manscaped for um, blessing uh, blessing us with the presence here. Um, of course, uh, if y'all want to look nice, then like, yo, that, that lawnmower, that lawnmower looking blessed like more and more each day, man. Like, yo, just manscaping is a thing. Manscaping is a thing. It's the way to go. Exactly. Anyways, um, so let's break things down. Of course, we're going to be a little bit serious here for a minute. Um, and by a little bit serious, I mean heavily serious here. Um, of course, if you've been under a rock over the last few days, uh, the Blackhawks sexual assault scandal uh, has taken the forefront in uh, professional sport, uh, mainly in hockey over the last few weeks. And it has come to a point where, say, um, John Doe has officially revealed himself uh former hockey player kyle beach uh bravely and courageously kind of came forward or, or not kind of but came forward and um i guess let the world know who who he was uh, who he was in that situation um let everybody also bravely know and uh, and one of the most emotional um, one of the most emotional interviews on television um oh and of course um uh, Little side note from Avi right now. Uh, of course, Kyle's still playing in Germany, so uh, fuck yes, keep doing what you're doing. Um, but one of the most courageous things that uh, I've ever I've ever seen and also ever heard. Um, of course, seeing a grown man cry on national television is one of the strongest things in the world. Uh, of course, if this were like 20 years ago, someone would call him a little bitch. But like, yo, I would I dare you to call somebody a little bitch right now when somebody's crying on TV. But um for kyle to come out and be as strong as he is for for not only coming forward knowing that like there was a lot of um there was a lot of flack heading his way of course from some of the hockey bros and some of the so-called alpha males out there um it's it's real refreshing to finally see that you know what somebody's about to get their ass beat and I, I kind of hope it's Brad when he gets into prison because, like, yo, two twos, like, yo, just don't drop the soap on me. That's all I'm going to say. Don't drop the soap. Um, but um, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, guys. Uh, how 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 do you feel about everything right now? Obviously, with, like, Gary Bettman and, and his receding hairline literally coming through and, like, causing problems uh, with, with, like, with his so-called uh, press conference. And also, um, say the response, uh, like the the mixed reaction as to what we're getting out in the world right now. Gary um, Bettman's an idiot. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like, there's no mincing words about it. Gary Bettman is an idiot. Like Gary Bettman is he dead? The the response or lack of one is extremely appalling. And I mean, multiple people have pointed out that the punishment that Arizona and New Jersey got for cap circumvention was much more severe than something that's an actual fucking crime. Mm -hmm. Which kind of speaks heavy volumes about, say, the systems in place in the NHL right now or in, say, professional hockey. Of course, we had to experience another dumbass um, in Andre Dreskin, or as I like to call him, Andre Foreskin, um, homeboy like literally peeling a banana and mimicking a gorilla on on the ice to Jalen Smerich, um, who happened to be a black hockey player playing in the Ukraine, 
And I'm trying to rush through this right now as the Leaf Demo has tied it up 1-1 right now uh, in the third period. Of course, we're watching the game live right now. We're not live tweeting it, but we'll be live tweeting it soon. Um, but um, the fact that we've had to endure that within, say, like a, a, a monthly span, yeah. and then, all, of course, the, the sexual assault situation, it, it does not make hockey look any better. Like, we have yeah. gone from a pandemic to complete fuckery with Logan Mayu. Mm-hmm. Even more complete fuckery about Mark Bergevin and his ugly ass red suit who looks like he needs to get beaten a couple times to, to look that color. Um, the sexual assault scandal, the Jalen Smerrick issue, and the the constant gatekeeping in hockey when it comes to white men. Like, what is enough is enough? Honestly, I think we've crossed that line a long time ago, but there's just a lot of complacency in this league in this sport and like yes kudos to the people that are doing the work rick westhead us being here talking about it like tar sloan like literally to the people who are actually saying something thank you so mm-hmm. much but to the league to people like gary bettman who just go off mouthing words that spark no real change showing that they don't actually care about anything mm-hmm. like we need an overhaul. Otherwise, it's not happening. Like, yeah, yo, this somebody, is... I was going to say, somebody needs to shine his forehead for, like, two nickels. I'm pretty sure you can get a, a forehead shine in New York. You're like, mm-hmm. your office is right in downtown Manhattan. Somebody <laughs> could just spit on your forehead and slap you two times. There you go, forehead shine. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and to, to add to Marcia's point there, um, sorry, give me a thing. Yeah, to add to Marcia's point, there, um, that this is what the Hockey Diversity Alliance was talking about. That the fact that the NHL is nothing but it's filled with performative people just saying cookie cutter template things just to take the media pressure off. They, you know, they just think that they can slap a stick over something and it's okay. And mm-hmm. then two days later, you know, the sticker's peeling off because somebody else went and did something like, oh shit, we got to go do this again. Mm-hmm. instead of actually trying to find ways to mitigate this and actually take proactive steps to keep to keep things from repeating itself or different things manifesting into things that become bigger problems that are harder to handle. Exactly. And, like, the NHL color barrier was broken in 1970. The fact that it's um, 51 years 51 years and we don't see any equivalency or say at least some form of some form of advance advancement in in the in, in the sport of hockey right because like obviously like now that like they're like i mean I, it, it's nice to see that there's a jamaican team it's nice to see that there's a kenyan team it's nice to oh sorry my apologies not 1970 1958 thank you thank you <laughs> Um, so let's say it'd be about like almost 70 years. How many years? Over 60 years. Yeah, it'd be over 60 years. Yeah, okay, 60, 67? Be about, no, sorry, not 67, 63. 63 years. Hmm. It's been 63 years. And yes, it's nice to see a black man on the leaf of them again. Um, it's also nice to see black players touching the Stanley Cup. Of course, Tampa Bay had their first um, – had more than, like, three black players mm-hmm. on the actual 
roster and they they got to hoist the Stanley Cup. They're all from they're all from Ontario. Fuck yes. Yeah. Um, there are more prominent black players that you can actually count on more than one hand. Yeah. As opposed to say twenty years ago, whereas like the only black players you knew of were Freddie Brathwaite and Kevin Weeks. And oh, well, uh, Sandy McCarthy as well. Peter Worrell. Yeah. I didn't even know Sandy McCarthy was black, to be honest with you. Yep, he's half black. Well, I mean, he's invited to the cookout, so. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but, like, to to continue off of where you were going, like, mm-hmm. you'd think in 2021 we would not be dealing with the same thing that we were dealing with in 58. Where's exactly. the where's the line of separation? Where's the change that we keep talking about? Right. Okay. You know the change like, will really will come. It the change will come when we have more people who look like us who are in power in the game. Because we yeah. only have in pro hockey North America, we only have two black head coaches now who are in pro North American hockey. We don't mm-hmm. have a black GM. We don't have a black president. There are no black owners. There is one black AGM. Fred Pearson in Florida, and it took over a hundred years to get a black AGM on any team. Until we get people who are controlling the league and controlling the, the different structures, then you will see change. We don't we don't have these voices who are impacting the league aside from Kim Davis. That's when we'll see real change when they are hired and they see how this affects them. And we need more people who this can affect. I mean, look at the situation in Chicago. We need more people who will say, you know what? No, this is not acceptable. I remember I was watching the presser with Bettman, the press conference, and Bettman was qualifying, was trying to qualify Quenville, still coaching that last game for Florida by saying he had coached over 800 games beforehand. Why does it matter if he was there? Why does it matter that he had coached over 800 games and you didn't want to prejudge him? Court documents showed that he did not take the sexual assault of Kyle Beach to anyone else. He put within the Stanley Cup above a player being abused. I don't care if you coach 800 games, four games, or a thousand games. You covered up sexual assault. You didn't report it. Get out of here. Goodbye. Exactly. 100%. I mean, I don't like the fact that Kevin Sheveldayoff still has his job. is a whole other story. Exactly. For him to say, quote, unquote, oh, I had nothing to do with this. Bitch, you're the assistant general manager. The fuck is wrong with you? The mm-hmm. fuck is actually wrong with you? Like, you had an actual hand in the shit. And you did nothing. Come out, come out here with your, with your bumbuckland excuse. Like, you cannot do that. You cannot do that at all. And I, I'm sorry, but, like, you should not be, you should not be at the helm of a Canadian franchise, let alone an NHL franchise, and have that on your conscience. Because mm-hmm. like you know he's going to go to sleep tonight knowing full well that he fucked up and he, he got himself off the hook. But he knows for a fact that he, ha- he had a hand in this. And it that's is going even, to cause grave. Yeah, that's not even adding in the, the Bill Peters, Akeem Aliou situation. That, that oh, he, he, not, he was in charge of that. Not, too. Not, if, if, wasn't that, that was the same year, too, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah. If I were in that locker room and I would have heard that, like I would have, I would have definitely got cut in the te- uh, cut from the team for committing senior abuse that day. Like I'm not kidding. 
beat him over the head with a hockey stick. Like, <laughs> and you know what's crazy I mean, about those series was that hmm? there were so few players stepping up immediately. It was silence, which is like to me that's ridiculous. Like you couldn't tell me you couldn't condemn racism immediately. I believe only two players we stepped up at first: Blake Wheeler and Ryan Miller. And then it was silent mm-hmm. for a long time after that news came out about Akeem, which was disgraceful. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why it took so long for for somebody to say something, and then next thing you know, it's like Akeem can't even get a single can't even get a single spot on a team. Yeah. Like, like how is it that players like Mitchell Miller? Oh shit! The Leaf them just won. Let's go. Willie Styles. Willie Styles in this bitch. Big Willie Styles in this bitch. Yo, the Leaf them win two one over the defending Stanley Cup cheaters. I mean champions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how did cheat, Dave? How 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 they cheat? Huh? Where's the cheating? Yo, if you Passing circumvent the cap, long term injured reserve. Exactly. Yeah. What do you mean? There's he wasn't no hurt. Guess what he did? Yo, <laughs> Yo, if he was injured, then like I'm seven inches long. Pause. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hey. You said it. <laughs> Yo. We should keep an official out of pocket tracker for all of us. We just start Dave off with 10, 10 out of pocket points at the beginning of every show. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I think, like, I think I think at this point, if we do an out of pocket tracker, I think like we should probably like you know tally how many times we actually get out of pocket and then we should probably donate that amount to charity. You know, black either either donate it to the Black Hawk or sorry to the Hockey Diversity Alliance or donate it to something. But like, obviously, if you're listening to this, I feel like that's that's a real great idea. Um, This won't be retroactive though because I was purely out of pocket last season, and it's not it's not it's not happening. Starting next episode, we'll give you some leeway there. Yes, thank you, thank you so much. Anyways, um. Going back to things, um, I do feel that, like, obviously, there there still needs to be a lot done. Um, Akeem Alut should still have should still have a job in the NHL. Josh Josh Hosang, I'm very happy with what's happening with him right this second. As mm-hmm. in, like, say he he has a very a very great opportunity to actually get back into the NHL, and like the guy has been on a scoring tear. And in the AHL alone, and it's beautiful. Like the fact that he's scoring at least like almost two goals a game mm-hmm. is unprecedented. And like you know what? Like I feel like he he deserves a spot on the roster. He definitely does. Like I don't mind him. I don't mind seeing another brother on the team. Like you know, it could be the first time that like we ha- actually had two brothers on the team. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's there come February. But yeah. even though he said, like, I'm that. happy where I am. Uh, I just want to, like, work to make sure. He's so humble. Yo, it's no, like, I like. I mean, I love him, but fuck, uh, like, fuck being humble. Like, yo, dog, you literally deserve a spot on the team. Yeah. Yeah. Come here, show your and shit. Like, but, I mean, you got to remember, too, the, the salary cap is going to probably fuck him. Yeah. True. Because we can't just keep freely bringing people in and out. Because, I mean. That's how we got stuck with Hutchison <laughs> again. 
right? Like before we could call him up when um, when Mraz got hurt because of the whole salary mm-hmm. cap thing you have to do at a certain point. So, I mean, unless yeah. we clear out bodies first, we're not going to see him as a regular left on an emergency basis. Trade Justin Hall or Jake Muzzin? Like, I, I'd rather hold on to Muzzin, to be honest with you, because, like, yo, Muzzin de- definitely deserves another cup and, like, deserves to be on this team. I initially wanted Drew Doughty, but, like, you know what? Muzzin is a better, was a better piece. So, <laughs> anyways, um, like, Josh saying deserves to be on this team. Like, yo, if we could get yeah. – if we could get um, PK for pennies on the dollar, we could finally have a East, uh, like, we could finally have some unity between the ends. That's all I'm going <laughs> to say. Toronto Man's team. <laughs> Toronto's like, unity. <laughs> like, unity. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if it happens, like, yo, dog, like, I'm, 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 I'm showing out for bear games from oh, now on. Like, yo. You like, know what? Hey, you know, you know, got to get the, the black man's discount. <laughs> yo, I roll deep with my squad. Like, yo, we're gonna be like walking around in bear suits, jays, mm-hmm. blue and black jays. Oh yeah, and, and, and leaf hats. Like, yo, that's that's how that's how it goes. Like, that's legit how it goes. The like, yo, the 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 royal jays, the royal Jordan ones, the royal Jordan oh, yeah. ones, a nice power suit, like a navy blue power suit. With a black shirt showing up and showing up. Exactly. Like yo, you think yo, you think you see some black Air Force ones. Yes. (laughs) Yo, I feel like we should actually do that next season. Yo, like folks, you're hearing it first. Like, yo, you're gonna see the squad at a leaf game, and like yo, you're gonna see nothing but black Air Force energy. Like, yo, you're gonna see navy blue suits. Black shirts, black button-up shirts, like yo, it's going to be a thing. You're gonna see, you're gonna see well-dressed black men and a black woman in, in navy and black with black hair forces. And if they ain't no black hair forces, it's gonna be black Jordan ones, all black Jordan ones. All Why? Black, because all we ain't no shit with nobody. And it's oh, like, yo, people, like if people thought they were gonna be afraid, like wait till we come wait through. Wait till like, we pull up. In the big wait bank arena, we wait till we pull up. Yo, that really Let's does see. catch on. It, big bank arena. I love it up. so much. Was it Jordan? Yeah, hey, actually, shout, out Jordan. Jordan. shout out Jordan. Yo, shout out to the OG himself. <laughs> like, like, but um, I feel like that does need to happen. And like, yo, we need to actually get like all platinum seats now. And like, when we all sit together, yeah, like, right behind the bench. I yo, I guarantee you, like. Like Barry from from Barry or Barry from um, Woodbridge is gonna turn on the game, steal his black faces and friggin' lose his mind. Well, what's going on here? <laughs> it's like, are we being taken over here? <laughs> like, yeah, the revolution's going to be telling. What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> exactly. It's like I didn't come here to see. I didn't come here to see these n words at the game. I came here to watch hockey to escape to escape these people. Like, what are these knuckle dragon ju- uh, knuckle dragging jungle buddies doing here? It's like, fuck oh, <laughs> we'll be the only people still in the seats <laughs> when the when the period starts and the camera pans across the the back there to show all the empty seats. We're the only people sitting there, <laughs> feet up, chilling, right? Just some people. Like, I mean, what are these people doing? Part of, I guess, part of the thing about the black black girl hockey clubs of uh, get uncomfortable pledge is like. Gotta make people uncomfortable, so why not? 
you know? Yeah, yeah true. But, it, you know, it's funny when people always say on Twitter, oh, why do I want to be uncomfortable at a hockey game? Why do I want to be uncomfortable? Oh, no, no. This is my escape. This is my escape. Yo, shut up. Yeah, why well, do I want your escape. Yo, no, like we'll turn it into an escape in an uh, we'll turn it into an escape room right then and there. It'll be like, yo, y'all can escape from the platinum seats. We'll just take that. No, for, we'll, we'll just, just take it a couple rows. It's all right. Exactly. <laughs> you can go sit in the sprite zone. We're wearing black air force. <laughs> we take what we want. Exactly. exactly. Hold your yeah. purse. Hold your purse. <laughs> hold your kids. Hold on to your kids. It's like had your kids, had your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we're planning some demon shit, man. We're planning some demon uh, shit. We're on demon time. Let's go. <laughs> like, yo, be like, oh, oh. Like, yo, if I hear one Edward, if I hear one Edward coming out, like, yo, you know, it's on you know it's an on-site thing. Because, like, yo, we're all turning around, and it's like, yo, death stares from one mm-hmm. for now, days. Now, you got to be a real idiot to try that in a Pactorina in Toronto of all places. You got to exactly. be a real dunce to bat. Mm-hmm. Tell him again. You gotta have one I hell mean, of an we, insurance If we plan. do this, if we're really planning on doing this, then like, yo, we all need to get fitted for suits, and we all need to like do this, like do this up, because this is a real thing. Throw in a gold chain. Uh no, no, no. Like, yo, we want to actually present like a like a real power message still, because like, yeah. yo, a black like a black shirt, and like I don't even know if there are like leaf ties out there, but like a nice blue, white, and black tie. Would definitely work just the same, mm-hmm. but like, but like a nice fitted navy suit, uh, like, uh, folks, I'm sorry, man. Like, yo, like this, this was just too hot of an idea, just not to talk about this. On the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, honestly, we'll get, we'll like, we'll break everything down in a minute, but like, um, having like a nice navy and like a nice dark navy suit, and then like, and I mean like a nice tailored suit, not none of this like slim fit or like what have you, right? Like, get like a nice tailored suit. And then like a, a, a like a black dress shirt that actually like is form fit. It's nice, yeah. Right? And then just walk around in the black in the black jays and it's like it's over. <laughs> but like I feel like that, that needs to happen. It really does need to happen. We're planning this now. Yes. We're gonna we're make it happen. From the jump like, yeah, we're like, putting yo, it we're in the universe. Yes. Yes, exactly. So anyways, um now that uh now that we've done our, our our fantasy homework for today um we do need to get back to everything at hand here um of course the other things that we did want to talk about really quickly um next was the uh jack eichel trade um if you haven't heard yet jack eichel has officially left the factory of sadness which is uh the buffalo sabers um buffalo's former captain has gone to las Ve- the las vegas golden knights officially as of this morning uh detail details of this trade i'm probably sure avery has a little more information on so uh avery whenever you're ready uh drop the bombshell on him yeah i do um so drac eichel's trade to buffalo for um for Peyton krebs alex tuck future first round draft pick in the second round there and um and also vegas ascending also a future third round draft pick as part of the deal so Buffalo, the lot aspect that went from from Buffalo to Vegas, and yo, this is a, a deal where, you know what, Buffalo got. I I think a, I think a decent return. Krebs and Tuck are good players. I know Tuck is banged up right now for Eichel, mm-hmm. but you know what, I'm glad it's finally over. I'm glad that the Gold Knights will let 
um, I could get this surgery, mm-hmm. which he is need for quite some time. And he has mm-hmm. fought against getting an actual neck fusion. He wanted to disc replacement surgery, which those who don't know, it has been done before in athletes. It's been done before in rugby players, pro wrestlers, I think boxers as well too. But it's never been done on a pro on a hockey player. But it's apparently it's way better than getting your neck fused, which sounds terrifying on some saw nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> but no. But yeah, no. It's um. Yeah, no. Apparently the surgery can be re- uh, reversed. It's a lot safer than a neck fusion surgery, apparently. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I'm good for him. When he's healthy again, he will be someone who I want to see play game because I O. If I'm TNT and I'm ESPN and I'm Sportsnet, I'm salivating at the idea of Vegas Edmonton. Eichel v. McDavid in the same division, finally. I mean, the Calgary, the Calgary Edmonton, or sorry, the Battle of Alberta would have been even more beautiful if Eichel had yeah. actually gone to Calgary. Right? But like, I'm probably sure uh, losing like uh, Monahan, losing Goudreau and Sean Monahan would have been would have been devastating for Calgary at least. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's that a lot of their Calgary. offensive power. Yeah, and I agree with Marjorie. That would have cost them a lot of their, their offense right there. Vegas is a better fit for Eichel. Mm-hmm. And I, as I've been seeing the last few days, Vegas finally has a center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's I mean, going to be interesting to see going forward how Vegas um, how Vegas play, play, plays everything out. So, of course, obviously they, t- they, they took a nothing beating from the Leafs. But, like, obviously they were missing Mark Stone. And a whole a whole host of other players as well. Yeah. Like there's only there was only so much you can do when like you're like some of your best players are out. Um, so I mean, it, it kind of sucks that like the Leafs. Well, it kind of sucks that like you lose, but like it doesn't really suck when you're a Leaf fan because like yo, uh, that was like the most complete game that they've ever played. Yeah. Uh, well, well, and I mean that is a nice segue to things, but like let's just keep on the former rather than the latter of things. Um, do you feel that like with the, with the Eichel trade now, um, do you feel that like Vegas can finally start being themselves and be the team that they need to be in the Pacific division? Yeah. I think Vegas. No, go ahead, Marsha. Okay, yeah. No, I was just saying like they, they have the opportunity to build themselves into the image that they see for themselves. They're no longer just the, oh, it's expansion team luck. They, mm-hmm. they can build an identity for themselves and, and build around, like, hopefully we see Nolan Patrick excel this this year and then bringing in Jack Eichel when he can get back after surgery. They have a huge opportunity here. Wait, is Malcolm Subban still on that team? No. <laughs> no, he was waived by the Blackhawks. Not too long before, yeah, the, before the season started. No, yeah, no. Their goalie tandem is Robin Leonard and Laurent Francois in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, I to kind of think back. What, sorry, to, go ahead, Dave. I was gonna say somebody find out where he is though, because like yo, that boy needs a job in the NHL. Yeah. To to piggyback off of what Marsha was saying in regards to Vegas and their identity, I think uh, the Golden Knights—they're doing things quite literally the biggest way you go in there and you gamble and you see what happens. Um, they're not, <laughs> they've never been 
you know, they've never played like your typical run-of-the-mill sucky expansion team like we saw with the Senators, the Mighty Ducks when they came in, and unfortunately right now Seattle, that they're on the bottom of the standings. Vegas, when when they saw when they see an opportunity, like they find a way to make it work. Um, I wish that we were in the same boat. I mean, I think we're almost there, but I mean, Vegas, I mean, they're, they're prepared to make a lot of noise and especially in the division they're in, like that's going to be a really fun Western conference to watch. Yes, of course. It's like you have, not only do you have Colorado to deal with, you also have, I mean, all the other California teams right now have kind of fallen off, especially with the Kings, the Ducks and the Sharks, but like, you also have some other powerhouses in the West as well. I mean, Arizona, I wish Arizona would finally get themselves together, but like, obviously you, you kind of, you kind of sense that they're, they're about to leave at some point. Um, you need to find out. Oh, home they first. don't have a home after. Yeah. Season, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. I, I know they're not, if you, they're not going, they're not leaving Arizona. They are not leaving Arizona. They mm-hmm. are going to, what's going to happen is I, I, I'll call it now. We're talking, we're talking to people who know in Phoenix, in that area, what's going to happen mm-hmm. is, most likely, you know, they get booed out of Glendale. Awful place. Mm-hmm. Should have been there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Never should have been oh, in no. Glendale. It is Never. 25 minutes away from Metro Phoenix. Like, it's a bad place to have a hockey yeah. team out there. So what's going to happen is they're probably next year going to play in the old Phoenix Suns Arena, Veterans mm-hmm. Coliseum, for next year. And yeah. that after next year, they're probably going to play in a new rink out in um, either Scottsdale or Tucson, I believe. I mean, what if they, uh, like, um, I guess, uh, renovate Talking Stick to um, be, like, for more hockey-friendly? It would be nice when, from what I recall, the Suns didn't want them to be sharing at all. The Suns, like, booed them out. The Suns said, no more hockey. We want to see a basketball-only arena, from what I was told, or what I recall. Well, I mean, Sarver is about to get his ass kicked out of the NBA at some point. So. Yo, Robert Sarver, yo, throw that man in a trash can. Yo, honestly, the only color he's getting is literally, like, he's going to be turning red after the NBA backhands him a new one. But like... <laughs> Yo, they, yo, they go tell this man, you can't even watch League Pass anymore. Yo, don't even get me started on League Pass, man. <laughs> like, yo, you already know what happened. You already know what happened the last time we talked about League Pass, man. I had to drop like bare end bombs that day. Like, yo, I ain't doing that again. Like, but in all honesty, um, like I, I feel like Arizona has kind of gotten the rough end of the, the, the rough end of the draw here, and like they really need to they really need to find a way to like actually get themselves a def- decent home because like the Islanders had to deal with that for a while. Right mm-hmm. and now that they have UBS uh, Belmont Park Arena, like I've seen, I've seen pictures, I've seen videos of it. Like it actually makes um, Scotia Bank Arena look like a um, look like a like a regular Toronto arena now. You and know like, what's like, What? It's not. It's not ready yet. The Islanders are on a twelve-game road trip until it's ready. Oh really? Yeah. Aren't they supposed to be playing like in like a week or two? Yeah. Oh, because like, yeah, I know they're That's yeah, and they, in the road trip pretty soon because yeah, they started the year on the road playing twelve straight, from what I recall. Mm-hmm. So what if it's not ready in time? What are you gonna do then? Back to That's Nassau, I guess. I know. Oh my gosh, and they hate <laughs> Nassau they, with everything like, in them. Tear Nassau down? Like what? How long ago? Like, oh no, uh, they renovated. They renovated yeah. Nassau. So then, what are they using it for now? Now, now that uh, UBS is open. Well, almost uh, 
know. A lot. I think a lot of college sports. A lot of university teams are using um, uh, NASA now. Okay. I mean that that makes sense. Instead of like say destroying it, like utilize it and renovate it. Mm-hmm. And so that exactly instead of like um, destroying it, like I mean the Georgia Dome, obviously that it was kind of a relic. It needed to be it, like it, I guess it needed to be demolished. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's word that like Roger Center might be torn down at some point, but like I, I was hearing that a couple months ago. Like when? Yeah. When? I mean. <laughs> To be fair, like I mean, if you still want to keep the old theme of like the the, the Sky Dome, right? Yeah. Keep the retractable dome, but I mean, like tear it down and then I guess just um, I guess utilize the space you have there and mm-hmm. do something about it, right? Because like there there is a building in the corner there, uh, over by um, oh no, sorry, wait, they turned all that into condos. Never mind. Yeah. I was gonna say like if um the land developers were smart back then they would have like say utilized the whole area to create like a better um like a better um a better footprint in the area where it's like you can literally just demolish the stadium rebuild it turn it into an open concept park right yeah or like an open concept ballpark right um like i also learned the hotel would go with it maybe just maybe. I don't know, like redo, like re actually do the actually redo the hotel in the arena itself. Yeah, the whole the thing. Itself. Yeah, because like obviously, I'd love to see another WrestleMania in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the only reason why they're partially not doing international pay per views anymore is because WWE is cheap. So like, I feel like, I feel like, um, if AEW can step in and like literally be like, yo, let's uh, let's take this right now and like strike while the opportunity is hot. Like yo, know, a good a good double or nothing pay per view in Rogers Center would literally like blow the roof off the place. Exactly. Absolutely, absolutely. It'll never happen. You know why? Vince why? walked off that for like a good next two decades. Well, Vince is already losing, and like he knows for a fact he's screwed. So unless like he starts doing international pay per views again, he's fucked. Yeah, network deals with NBC and Fox. They're good. He's fucked. No matter how many billion dollar deals you have, like, like right. I understand. Well, I'm sorry. Like I know this is I know this isn't hockey related, but like, <laughs> no matter how many billion dollar deals you have with say the blood the, the blood money the blood money in Saudi Arabia, right? Where it's like two shows a year. Like unless you're catering to like your UK fans, your Australian fans, um, your Canadian fans feel alienated because like you're only doing a live a live um a, a technically a a live holiday tour at Coca Cola Coliseum mm-hmm. in December. And that's the only show you're doing. Like, disrespectful. Uh, flat out disrespectful. It's like, it's stupid. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> let's, circle back, let's circle back to what we were doing. All right. And I mean, obviously, wrestling uh, wrestling in Coca Cola Coliseum and then tying it to the Marlies and then back to the Leaf. Of course, let's segue ourselves back into the Leaf them again. Um, of course. Uh, this past Wednesday, uh, or sorry, not even Wednesday, this past Tuesday, the Leaf Dem, uh, beat up on, on the Vegas Golden Knights, one of the most powerful teams in the Western Conference by a score of four to nothing. Matthew, Matthew scored two goals. Uh, Mitch Marner got himself three points, including two assists and a goal. Willie, uh, uh, Big Willie Styles uh, just extended his bank account by scoring another goal, uh, to give the Leafs a very, uh, very strong and convincing win over the injured Golden Knights. Uh, Marsha, I want to hear your take on this. How did you find that game on Tuesday? Honestly, 
to to start off like before the game even started i was biting my fingers because i'm like knowing this leafs team vegas is Mm -hmm. super injured i don't want this to be another pittsburgh game that's what i was worried of from the get-go but Mm -hmm. seeing it go seeing it start to move there it's like the 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 wheels starting to turn in their heads they're like oh wait we're a team we can play together we can make things happen and seeing that that confidence rise is that rise in them as the game went on it was great it's like can you do this all the time i'm tired of being a disappointed Leafs fan <laughs> exactly we all are um jack campbell's performance uh what grade do you think you should give it do, 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 do I want to be generic and give him an A? <laughs> I mean, he got no, a I mean, shut like, up. No, this, this, no, no, no. This is like, this is a black person perspective. Like, yo, was he, was it like, yo, this man is showing out or he's like, ah, he's, ah, he's okay. He's all right. Oh. I, I'm going to, I, B plus, A minus, borderline. Because like the, the team was actually cohesive in front of him and he did get a mm-hmm. shut up. So like, it wasn't all him, but like, he was still amazing. Nice 26 save performance to yep. give himself a nice fat zero on his account there. So <laughs> at the big bank arena. Of Kansas. course. Uh Troy, I I'm not sure if you watched the game on Tuesday. What are your thoughts? Uh, I did see most of the game on Tuesday. Um, I thought it was a well-played game. I mean it did help that Vegas wasn't missing four of their top players. I mean, that game, the complexity of that game could have changed a lot differently had those four guys been in the lineup. But I thought mm-hmm. the Leafs did the damn thing. You know, they showed that they were actually capable of being competent playing defense. I mean, for the most part, uh, through parts of the first and most of the second, Vegas had less than 10 shots. So, I mean, it shows mm-hmm. that, you know, they're starting to take strides and putting things together. Um, I liked Jack Campbell's game um for sure um mm-hmm. definitely solid in the crease um i like the fact that somebody must have been talking some shit in his ear telling him don't wander too far stop playing the fuck because that's the kind of shit that gets you in trouble and mm-hmm. he's doing that a lot less and i like that that's huge uh, i'd say overall overall grade i would say yeah i give him like a b b plus in terms of like overall uh team like start to finish um power play needs some work though like Stop passing. Just shoot the damn thing. Yeah. You can't score if you don't shoot. Oh, my. Tell that to the least power play. (laughs) (laughs) True. Very true. I mean, like, you know, they couldn't capitalize on a five-on-three in the first period of tonight's game. But you know what? Their power play really did did wonders, say, at the end of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, say, at the end of tonight's game. Um, Avery, I know you're an Oilers fan, but um, what was your opinion on the Leaf them? Uh, beating or shutting out Vegas on on Tuesday. If he can hear us, hang on one second. Yes, the microphone was on big mute for a second there. So sorry, about that. <laughs> but no, that was a but no, that was a, one of the more complete games they had this year. I agree. The power placement I still needs work for this team though. But hey, if you can, if, if, even with Vegas' troubles, if you can shut a team like that out, even though they're mm-hmm. banged up, well, that is a great that is a great sign for the least right now. In a division that I still think is going to come down to the first last week of the season, personally in my mind. Mm-hmm. 
I thought the penalty kill was really good because they did mention during the broadcast that up until uh, like during that game, Vegas still hadn't scored a power play goal yet the entire season. Now I don't I know Vegas won tonight. I don't know if any of those goals came on special teams, but I mean going into the Leaf game, they were like 0 for 14. Like they were one of the only teams to not score a power play goal this year, and I thought the Leafs did really good to make sure that shit didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, overall grade, Avery. You know, I would say I'll give him a B plus. I'll, I'll give him a B plus for that game. And Matthews had a great game as well. I'll give him a B plus. That was one mm-hmm. of the better games this year so far. But again, for the least, it's all gonna matter. It's really gonna matter when, they, of course, your wins when it comes down to crunch time, late in the season and the postseason. You can win now. That's great. But the wins matter when you know the playoff beards are growing and nobody's shaving nothing. True. Absolutely true. And obviously, like it, it's. It's early in the season, of course. Like you still have your, you, you still have the injury bug biting everybody left, right, and center. So obviously the Leafs aren't 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 really immune to it, at least not yet for the foreseeable for the foreseeable future. But of course, one one swift injury to say Austin or Mitch or even Wien Wien, um, or even um or even Michael Bunting, for example, one swift injury could literally derail this team. And it has to be a next man up situation. So the Leafs have to really be careful over the next few games. Uh, the Leaf Dem, of course, uh, they want to one early here this evening. Uh, they will play the much hated uh, the Kraft Teddy Bears, the Kraft Teddy Bears of fucking Massachusetts. Uh, that's what that's what I'm gonna call them because Manal, I hear them name a bunch of blood clot piece of piece of teddy bear blood clot. Anyways. Um, yeah, so I guess that's out of pocket moment number four for me <laughs> But you know what? It was warranted, so we're not even gonna count that. It's again <laughs> the teddy bears of Boston. No one, there's no praise here for them. No, listen, may not even mention the damn name. May not even mention them damn name. May not even mention where they're from. <laughs> that's how bad it is. Oh, That's God. absolutely how bad it is. But now I have to do it in fuckery. Oh my God. Um, speaking of well, speaking of Stanley Cup champions um, from earlier this evening, of course, the other big thing that we forget is the uh, the removal of the uh, the so-called Grinch on on the Stanley Cup. Uh, by that, I refer to Brad Aldrich, uh, the now convicted sexual sexual predator, so to speak. Um, do you think that? this was the right move to make now or do you think that it should have happened say a little a little while a little while ago honestly i think they should have taken the whole they taken the stanley cup away from the entire team just just to be straightforward because every single person had a role to play in this and no one did anything Mm -hmm. Um, it shouldn't have just been brad but that's a whole different conversation that the nhl isn't ready to have but I think this is one of the things where it's the least that they could have done and they actually did it. Um, so like not to praise something so small, but mm-hmm. I'm happy they did it. I mean, we didn't get the whole chocolate bar, but we got a Hershey's kiss, right? So yeah. Okay. No, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Troy. Uh, my wife said the same thing. Um, she thought that Chicago 
should be just stripped of the cup and give it to Philly because that's what they played that year. Um, nah, for me, it, it, it shouldn't even be like no, no, it shouldn't even have been given to Philly at that point. It should have just been like no winner right then and there nope. and redo the ring. Yeah. I, I think with the Xing out of the name as opposed to it being removed completely, I think having it Xed out is a teachable moment in history because now you have to explain why that's there. Mm hmm. As opposed to because just taking a name off, like names get removed all the time. Nobody bats by, nobody really cares. But the next person who holds the cup, or the next little boy or girl, or however they identify when they go into the Hockey Hall of Fame or whatever they see it on the Stanley Cup tour after their team wins, somebody mm -hmm. has to explain why the X's are there. And I think that's a teachable moment in history to say, you know mm -hmm. what, this is what happened, this is what went down, and this is the fallout from it. As opposed to trying to sweep it under the rug like uh, no hairline Gary. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, I am glad that Aldridge's name is gone. Again, great point, Troy. Teachable moment. People for generations will have, have to explain now why is X is by the Blackhawks um, name for that year. But I, mm -hmm. I don't believe in vacating titles. I believe there's always going to be footage. There's always going to be audio. People will see it happen. You can't erase it. You need to literally erase the memory of that happening for a vacation or vacating a title, which will never happen. I believe mm -hmm. it's, more, it's more impactful to hurt the future than the past. What I would have wanted to see, the Blackhawks. 2022 draft, you'd see at home. You're banned from the draft next year. 2023, you are banned from partaking in the first three rounds of the 2023 draft. And you're also fined $50 million. That is more impactful. I mean, the $50 million thing is something that, like, obviously, I'm not sure most teams can afford. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, it, it's it's a great deterrent. It is a very great deterrent. But, like, obviously, like, and this is coming from someone who works in the industry, like, uh, or like in the actual sporting industry, um, taking away allocated funds from an actual organization, right? Like, it does more harm than good. Uh, for example, say, if you were to, if we were to, like, literally go ahead and take money away from the Chicago Blackhawks organization, not only does that take away from the actual, like, say, from the actual top staff, like, it could actually take away from the employees who actually work for the United Center as well, right? Because technically speaking, say, the Blackhawks organization could be, say, a parent company for, for like, some of the staff who work in the United Center or some of the trainers or something some of the operations some of the operational staff right so it's like you really have to you really have to like be a little more definitive with that actual punishment if you're going to define if you're going to find the organization find the team itself rather than say find like the whole like the whole jump of the whole jump of the organization mm -hmm. because what well, i said you know as i said next year bat the draft next year you're not partaking the draft next year that's what i said that'll hurt a team yeah. more if there's no draft for them next year and for the first round yeah. of 2023 that is much more just a team than the actual organization and mm -hmm. those adjacent teams. If you say you can't yeah. partake the group next year. Okay, that that I find genuinely fair. I mean, like losing your first three, maybe four rounds of draft picks, say next year, uh, is obviously a um, that would be a very huge deterrent to be like, okay, look, we ain't taking this bullshit anymore. But of yeah. course, obviously, hockey's still an old boys' club or an old white man's club. And it's like the free before eleven tickets really need to fucking go. So it's like it, it, it's done. Like I'm I'm tired of being waiting out in the cold while while this ignorant white dude is trying to trying to trying to chop my chop my shorty. Like I ain't, I ain't, I ain't about that. Like 
why is it that like yo all these fucking club owners and everything right they can go in there it's free before 11 at the club they're like yo they're taking all the drinks they're taking all the girls they're taking everything right all the booths are gone and like mans are just trying to have a good time with him and his friends and a shorty and the next thing you know it's like actually shit this is going a little too far you know what let's stop right now let's stop right now <laughs> stop right now because like i used this down last year and it doesn't work it doesn't work so yes this is definitely number four um but anyways um i feel like you know what like it, i think it's time for a nice overhaul of things uh as we did state earlier obviously it's going to take some time and it's going to take a lot of work i mean it's not going to happen overnight it's not going to happen in a week it's not going to happen in a year um i'd say the damages of what uh the damages and the repercussions of what's happened are going to be effectively long term going forward because it's pretty much telling telling every single every single organization in professional hockey you can't be doing that shit anymore like i mean yes you can still try and sweep it like if 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 like some of these leagues were like still dead set in their ways and try to sweep the sweep the problem over it's like eventually it'll come out and once it comes out like it is going to be a firestorm of problems and rather than just say oh you know it's nothing let's just keep this quiet it's like the second something gets out you're fucked because people aren't playing games anymore you can't people expect are being that a little to be more accountable for what they're and... doing and yeah. yeah, I think it's time that like the accountability really just uh, reaches another peak, where it's like, okay, we started calling people out and people are getting removed from their jobs, even though they shouldn't be allowed to resign. Sorry about that, folks. Um, it looks like we had to take another commercial break abruptly, but uh, we back now. Uh, so where was I? Yes. Um, so I feel that uh, definitely. We're at in uh, where we're at with things, and obviously, sexual assault is something that should not happen. Should never happen, ever. Shouldn't happen to a woman. Shouldn't happen to a child. He's like, or say over the age of I don't know, sixty, right? Sexual assault is sexual assault, and that's not okay. That's genuinely not okay. Speaking from personal experience, that's genuinely not okay, yeah. and it. it the fact that so many people were okay with covering it up is an issue of like, have you no morals? And have you no shame? You know what's crazy about this? There are people in the Blackhawks organization who were around the NHL at the time Sheldon Kennedy came out in the 90s and said what happened to him about Graham James. Joel Quenville was around the NHL in 97 as a coach. I believe it was assistant coach back then. He was around when that news broke. So many people in the game who were around these teams were around for Sheldon Kennedy. And almost 25 years, you know, almost 25 years later, the cycle repeats itself. If we cannot learn from that and evolve in that time frame, we're doomed. And those who don't learn from Straight history up. are destined to repeat it. Mm-hmm. Or as my mom would always say, those who can't hear shall feel. Old Caribbean oh, adage. Yes. <laughs> Old Caribbean just... adage. It's like, yo, those who can't hear Must shall feel. feel. Because those are those are some dreaded words, especially when you walk out with a bad report card 
and the only thing you're 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 the only thing that you're getting as a reward is Mr. Belt. So mm-hmm. <laughs> or Mrs. I, Belt. Yo, I might be the one. On yo, I'm gonna be the one kid who did not get the belt for bad report card. I did not get the belt. I got, I got grounded, yo. Report card bad, yo. PS2, you ain't you ain't play that no more. <laughs> you got grounded? <laughs> yeah. Yo, Doc, you're a lot luckier than me, man. Like, yo, there's some scars that uh, there's some scars I cannot get rid of. Um, grounded? What is that? Yo, what yo. is that? It's like, yo, you got grounded? You have a room? The fuck? Yo, yo when you're nine years old and yo, you're not P- and you're told don't turn on that PS2 for the next month or else, yo, man, as well as to get that belt. <laughs> I'm sorry, like, yo, two twos. Like yo, getting grounded was like literally just like it's like it's like probation nowadays. Like yo, like if you get grounded, like yo, you're yo, you're the happiest kid alive because you know for a fact that like, or sorry, you knew for a fact that like yo, the second your parents found out about your bad bad report card, like yo, you're you you're you're sitting on a pillow for at least a week. <laughs> That's stress. Mad mad oh, stress. <laughs> oh well anyways honestly it, it it's it's high time that we we get some much needed change mm-hmm. uh the monsters in hockey do need to be do need to be um eradicated slain eradicated annihilated <laughs> dis- uh, All the synonyms. <laughs> but i i feel like it's time we 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 start changing things um one last thing I'm going to bring up tonight, um, of course, accountability is, is huge. And, of course, it's also very prevalent with us. It's also very prevalent with um, with just everything in general what's going with what's going on. Um, I'd like to, like, for, first and foremost say um, it's been it's been hard to try and create a good community with, with the Leafs. Yeah. let alone hockey in general because like i guess over the course of the last two years with black lives matter and of course black lives still matter every day regardless of their trans lives conservative lives uh straight male uh, uh, cis male lives it black lives still matter doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you're lesbian uh transgendered um if you have different political views if you have different religious views um if you eat a well-done steak or you eat a rare steak like it's still at the the end of the day black lives still matter it doesn't i don't give a fuck what you do like you're still black at the end of the day because like once you once you're born black you are black you are not anything else you can be black canadian you can be black you can be black and chinese you can be black and european you can be black and australian you can be black and south american i mean it's kind of obvious but you can be black and african but <laughs> but at the end of the day you are still black and that still needs to be prevalent um of course what our boy sebastian has to deal with right now and of course with black girl hockey club what they have to deal with um it's 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 unfair it's genuinely unfair to have to deal with that because it's like not only do you have a number of uh so-called hockey purists out there uh gatekeeping the world of um being a being a hockey fan you also have those who just don't want us being there. And obviously the idea of trying to segregate and just do things for ourselves 
pisses off a lot of white people. And I'll be genuinely honest about that. Yeah. Um, trying to, I guess, create our own space. That pisses off a lot of people. But you know what? Like, it is what it is. We move forward. It has to be done. And, like, I mean, sometimes we do have to be a little more accountable with what we say and how we say it. But, like, it's also very frustrating on, say, the daily end of things to have to be comfortable with letting other people call us out and calling us whiners or calling us complainers or, like, literally being literally uh, literally called like say sacks of wet mice or or just some some old weird like english uh, like english adage that like makes us look like we're inferior and like <clears throat> i'm i'm tired of it i'm probably sure troy's tired of it i'm troy's tired of it i'm probably sure marsh is tired of it um i'm tired i'm probably sure that like Raptors fans who happen to be black, I'm pretty sure they're tired of it too. Same with Jays fans, same with Argos fans. Um, or like literally just say like black people in general, we're just genuinely tired mm-hmm. of the situations that we're dealing with. And it's like, obviously, yes, it feels like there's no end in sight, but at the same time, it's like, if we're, if you want us to keep fighting, then eventually like we're going to get to a point where we're going to say, fuck you like if you do it one more time like the volcano will erupt and like yeah. when that volcano erupts like i don't feel like i don't feel like there's going to be a place left to hide for things like that and eventually we're gonna have to realize like you know what like yeah maybe we've been treating black people the wrong way and i feel like there there does need to be need to be some genuine change, especially when it comes to being fans of certain teams. I'm going to my first hockey game on my birthday, which would be this coming Monday, November the 8th. I'm actually genuinely scared for what's about to happen because one, I've never been to a hockey game before. Two, I've seen sexual assault happen to friends of mine who work for Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment and nothing's done to them. So like, and I've also seen racial abuse in 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 hockey games before just as just as, like just in general and it makes me genuinely nervous so obviously i'm i can't say i'm like fully scared but like there is um there is a little bit of fear in the back of my mind of course and I mean, obviously i'm not asking for sympathy like if you're listening to this like i'm not asking for sympathy i'm not asking for like I'm not asking for security to help me walk into the club. Like, I'm just trying to, you know, come to terms with the fact that, like, I'm entering a space that I've never been in for the first time. And I just want to feel comfortable knowing full well that, like, I want to enjoy something I love. I'm going to be wearing a jersey that represents the fact that I'm still alive for the first time at a hockey game. I'm going to be representing my blackness. For the first time at a hockey game. I want to be able to enjoy that. Um, I genuinely feel bad for what happened to Avery. uh, Back at Rogers Place the other night. Because to be told by some drunken asshole who apparently doesn't wash his ass. Like, oh, where are you from? Are you from Africa? Are you from Kenya? It's like, yeah, like, I mean, 
if you're quick-witted like me and be like, yeah, excuse me, sir, if you want to, if you want to find out I'm from Kenya, please go get me that stick over there and sharpen it so I can shock it right in your throat. But oh, <laughs> and that's out of pocket number five. There you go. But, like, you shouldn't have to deal with that shit. No. No, you shouldn't have to at all. And Avery, from the bottom of my heart, I'm sorry. Like, if I were there with you, I would gladly be in the back of a police car for you because I would have swung hands right then and there. I probably would have tombstone somebody, and next thing you know, he would have had a broken neck, and I would be in I would be in an Alberta jail for the next little while, probably catching probably catching salmonella and, and unwashed booty smell for the, for like at least a week. So, <laughs> uh, you know what? I appreciate that, gang. I appreciate the support for that. And that was just an incident where you know, is <clears throat> a thing where was I angry about that? Yes, but I know that the community is moving forward in terms of condemning that. My Twitter literally for the past 24 hours has blown up sky high. I've been I, I've been getting messages from a lot of people who I've never interacted with in in the world. I've I've gotten messages from people who work for CBS Sports, um, ESPN, TNT, the NHL tweeted Dude. at me. Support. NHL themselves messaged me about this. Like. My heart swells just seeing the response that you've gotten and the amount of people that are mm-hmm. standing behind you and are, are working towards condemning this, like, these actions. Because, like, unacceptable is, like, an understatement at this point. But it's it's nice to see that there are some good people in this world. Yeah, and I think it's just, like, you know drunk sober like that should not be a thing that you ever utter somebody ever. Uh, a black person any other marginalized person that's not funny that's not clever that's not cheeky mind your business keep it moving keep walking go home and do whatever it is the hell you do truly couldn't have put it better and exactly. like, I mean, sorry go ahead go ahead like like everything like that shit is never funny i mean like just like when like you know the the crusty old white guys would run around the reporters yeah and fuck her right in the pussy to a you know a a female reporter trying to do like a her her on the on scene segment or whatnot like that shit's never funny like i just nobody knows who they're trying to impress and i mean like heaven forbid like when they somebody decides okay well i'm gonna be you know ask clown number one and say some off the collar stupid shit and the next thing you know that's the last thing they remember so they wake up in a hospital bed because they got their fucking face punched in like you just don't know who you're gonna who you're running up on saying that kind of shit and i mean like again like what all of us have been saying like times have changed like evolve with the times or fuck off like there's no space for that anymore mm-hmm, mm-hmm. On to better days. Hopefully. Yes, of course. Um, of course, by the time this recording hits the airwaves, like I'll have gone to my first ever National Hockey League game in Toronto for 150 bucks in London. For 150 fucking dollars. Let's go. That's that's insane in itself. But anyway, um, 
I'm gen like I'm scared, but I'm genuinely excited. Um, so hopefully I come back in one piece and not either in the body bag or the back of a police car or literally have a broken broken tooth or something like that. Like, like I'm genuinely excited to actually wear Leafs jersey and enjoy experience at a hockey game for the first time. I will, yeah. I will tell you, you now. Like, you should be fine, especially being yeah. at the Big Bank. I've been I've been to numerous Leaf games. Nothing ever really goes off. I mean, the worst place to be and be a Leaf fan is in Montreal. You do not want... I... Sorry, we got cut off there once again, so we had to take a little quick commercial break. Um, Troy, what were you saying? I was saying that uh, if you're going to, to Scotiabank to catch a Leaf game, you'll be good. The worst place to be to, um, to be a Leaf fan is in Montreal on a game night. The Habs fan, they... They're on some next level shit over there. I mean, they take full well, advantage. That's why, <laughs> that's why we need to do the navy blue suits, the black shirts, the navy blue tie, or the no, the blue and white tie, and the black air forces right then and there. I feel like we should do that in the belly of the beast, which is Montreal or or that 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 place that place outside of New York, um, where where the, um, <laughs> the pink, where the pink socks play or the the. the of the pink sauce. Tea party. Yes. The, the tea, tea party enthusiasts or or the the um the so-called um the three-leaf clovers play in in, in, in Massachusetts. So <laughs> notice I said three-leaf uh, three-leaf yeah. clovers, right? So if most of y'all know, like um I have a huge um I have a huge hate on for the city of the city of there. So and the craft teddy bears don't 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 need my business so not at all <laughs> but no to, to to circle back to you at 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 the big bank honestly I, I i also think you'll be fine um just to forewarn you mm -hmm. um you might be the only person within 10 seats of you cheering mm -hmm. um don't shy away from it when William Nylander scores a goal, you get up out of your seat and you cheer as loud as you fucking want to because the the big bosses in suits, they're kind of just like, oh, haha, that happened. Um, so like yeah. I find that the platinums aren't as like fun. Yeah, you might be the only one paying attention. <laughs> I mean, question. surprisingly enough, for you might startle somebody and give them a heart attack. Oh my god, what is happening? <laughs> I was gonna say, surprisingly enough, from what I've seen this season, some of the like some of the 100 levels actually been a little more lively. Yeah, no, I that's that's been great. Like it's it's slowly getting better, which I appreciate, and like I, I hope it I hope it continues on this trend because I yes. you want it to be you want it to be a good, nice, fun, loud environment, you know. Exactly. So, hopefully. Things pan out the way it does, and fingers uh, we'll go. yeah, fingers crossed. Um, other than that, I think that's pretty much it for us here. So, um, of course, I'd like to thank uh, Marsha and Troy for coming through in the cut. Um, we'll hear from Diria and Sebastian in our next episode, hopefully when they show up. Um, 
Reese will definitely be in our next episode as uh, he'll be start uh, starting to tweet some uh, some nice uh, WWE style vignettes saying like homeboys coming back to the third third intermission podcast <laughs> or the third intermission squad cast as I like to call it now. Yeah. Uh, Darren will definitely be back. Um, obviously, we know there's a huge situation going on in Pittsburgh right now. We're going to shy away from that out of respect for him. Um, and of course. Um, also, we would like to talk about the uh, the Oilers, Avery, but unfortunately, we ran out of time. So um, we'll talk about yeah, we're giving him the Jimmy Kimmel treatment. Eh? <laughs> we ran out of time. <laughs> Maybe next. Or it's like, or it's like, do one of those Dave Chappelle skits, or it's like, yo, you want to talk about the war? It's like, oh, okay, my time's done. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, on that note, um. Avery, thank you for coming through. Troy and Marsha, thank you for um, uh, officially opening your rookie status with us. Uh, we can't wait to hear more of you. And, of course, uh, as always, you can follow us at Instagram and on Twitter at Toronto Third. You can also follow us on well, – you can also listen to us on the uh, platforms, including SoundCloud and Spotify. Uh, we will be updating ourselves momentarily uh, – updating our stuff at least weekly for uh, at least on a weekly basis um we got some surprises coming for y'all so keep an eye out on twitter and on the other socials as well and until then this is your boy dave signing off uh deuces see y'all soon later bye